This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast, where you'll learn the strategies and tactics you need to become a millionaire agent. Learn from top agents, brokers, team leaders, and experts in the industry who can help you on the path to success. And now, here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. We are super excited because we now have Jessica Higdon, and she has been an absolute beast in luxury market. And she's here to explain to us what she's done to help reach agents in the luxury market. So Jessica, welcome. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate you having me on. I do have to preface that, um, you know, my husband and I, we recently moved and we now are down to one office and he took that office for, for this interview. So I'm in my son's room. So if you see Spider-Man in the background, that would be why. <laughs> That's hysterical. Well, give us a little bit of background and tell us some tips that you've done that have really helped you to break into the luxury market. Yeah. Um, first of all, I think the number one thing you need to know about the luxury market is that luxury breeds luxury. So that means when you are representing yourself on a day-to-day basis, you have to have the mindset and know that you were meant for luxury. You were built for luxury. Um, A lot of people who start in real estate, there's, as you know, when you start in real estate, there's a ton of... um, trainings that come your way, a ton of resources, a ton of tools, a ton of paperwork, lots of legalities, so much, so many things to learn in such a small amount of time. And people go into it thinking, well, I'll just start small and work my way up because I need to get my feet wet. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but if you want to get there quicker, I'm here to tell you that you can. It's simply a mindset of stepping into that luxury market immediately. And so you are going to work 10 times harder when you are selling 10 $100,000 houses than if you're selling one $1 million house. And that can be very intimidating for people when they hear a million, 5 million, 10 million, maybe you've never lived in that type of neighborhood. Maybe you've never surrounded yourself with people who are in that type of market. And it's simply a matter of believing that you are meant for that market and you can step into it right away. I want you to remember this mantra. Everything is figure outable. Everything is figure outable. So as you know, being in real estate, you're gonna get hit with questions that you don't know, especially if you're new. You're gonna get hit with contract questions. You're gonna get hit with um, uh, seawall questions, uh, staging questions, market questions, all those types of questions. And never be afraid to say, you know what? I'm not sure about that, but I will get back to you. I will find out for you. And oftentimes you can just refer, refer to your toolkit, which we'll talk about later, but. I think the number one thing people miss about the luxury market is that it's too intimidating and scary for them. And I want to tell you that you can work smarter, not harder, and step into that luxury right now if you choose to. It just takes having that mindset, putting on that hat of living luxury every day, surrounding yourself with those types of people, and knowing that uh, you can step into it. 
So let's say that someone right now, their average price range is maybe 250000 and they want some practical tips. Like, would you go to see, you know, maybe do viewings of properties that are a million dollars or $2 million, go there and go on Facebook and say, hey, just checking out this new home or what specifically do they need to do practically to break into that upper level? Yeah, great question. I Absolutely. The first thing I would do is I would go do some showings, connect yourself with some realtors with those million, $2 million properties in your area. It'll familiarize yourself with the neighborhood. You'll start breaking into those circles. And just a lot of people think agents are competition. They're your collaboration. They're your biggest helpers, your biggest toolkit. I love working with other agents who want to work with me, want to collaborate with me. So I would say number one is, like you said, go book some showings, even if it's just for you to, to go preview a property and start looking at those at those multi-million dollar homes. Second, and I would, I, don't, I hate to even call it second, but equally as important is start surrounding yourself in the circles where these types of buyers and sellers hang out. That is the number one thing you can do. Social media is amazing for luxury. And I've gotten many clients through social media. However, most of those clients knew me before or were within my sphere of influence. And so, or got referred to me, started following me, and then got to know me through my social media. So if you can do a one-two punch basically. So one, get to know them, connect with them, let them know who you are, how you work, and then also connect with them on social media. So every time I meet someone in one of these circles, and I'll explain what I mean by a circle in a minute, whenever I meet someone in one of these circles, I always plug them into my social media as well, if they have social media. Now, Oftentimes in luxury market as well, you're dealing with, you know, a, a generation that may not be on social media and, and that's okay. But if they are on social media, I want them following me. I want them seeing what I have. It's like a one-two punch. They're, they know me and then they're seeing that, oh, I'm touring these homes. I'm giving advice. All the things that Ray talked about absolutely apply here in the luxury market. And so... So let me ask you this. So when you say plug them into your social media, so what I'm hearing you say is you're saying when you meet them, let's say you were at the Cavalier Country Club and you said you met somebody and then right then and there you would say, I'd love to be able to connect with you. Can you share with me what your Facebook is and let me find it right now? Let's let's be friends on social media and then friend them right there. And so you don't forget. So they're accepting you. Is that what you're saying or is there anything else? Yeah, it's as simple as that. I want them to be seeing my stuff. It's like letting them into my inner circle all the time. And I think this is where people miss on social media the most is they want to market, market, market without the relationship. And you can be way more effective if you market, market, market with the relationship, whether you're sending cold messages or meeting someone in person and getting them on your social media, however, whatever the case may be. So yes, Getting, when I meet someone, I always ask them, are you on Facebook? Are you on Instagram? Let's make sure to connect there. And, and so I can, you know, see your pictures and get, get to know a little bit more about you. And I post all kinds of tips on my Facebook about real estate. So let's connect there. And it's really as simple as that. 
And if you start implementing that in whatever you're trying to sell or or whatever business you're in on a day-to-day basis, which is real estate, right? And, and working with realtors, but no matter where you go in life, just connecting with people and remembering the one-two punch is, is huge. That combination will absolutely get you the results faster than if you were just trying to reach them on social media or even just trying to reach them face-to-face because they're not reminded of you every day unless you're pounding them or texting them or calling them and who wants that every single day, right? So uh, they'll get that constant reminder of you through social media. So one of the things I always say is that you're unemployed until your next sale. So when you're in real estate, you earn the money, you get paid, and then you're actually unemployed again, right? That's how real estate works. So we want to teach everybody how to conduct themselves as a business and not just be real estate agents because business owners, being a business owner will help you retire. And so I want you to look at something that is the next level, which is Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow quadrant. And so what he says is, is that the next level of a business owner is like, okay, ask yourself, am I on this side or am I on this side? Am I just self-employed or am I a business owner or do I take it to the next level and have passive income? And that's really what is great is because we teach you number one, how to operate on this side where you're a business owner and also are creating passive income. And what I say is, does your system, does your business work independently from you? Like, have you ever been to a real estate agent retirement party like I never have right like I've seen people you know that have been in real estate for a really long time it ages you but I know one thing I don't want to be showing homes on Saturdays and Sundays getting calls at night and I don't want to when I'm 65 years old doing that and so that's what we're trying to solve is saying why don't agents retire well there's all kinds of reasons you know they there's no retirement contribution matched by their employer Healthcare prices are going up prices in general are just insane right now and even if you have a rental property that maybe makes three thousand dollars a month you're spending two thousand dollars on expenses and then you just aren't making enough passive income. So what we wanna teach you how to do, we call it now and later. Like, you know the candy, now and later? Well, we wanna have you have money now, and your now money is helping buyers and sellers buy their home and sell their home. Yes, let's do a little bit of that, we're going to help you create that later money, which is where we can retire or at least have some kind of retirement money addition to what we're already making. And so that is the real basis of our brokerage. You can build your own brand, you can be successful, and we give you all the tools and support to fast track your business to success. So one of the things that your husband said is don't market what you sell. And so he gave some suggestions like 
seven questions you should ask a realtor before hiring them or something like that. What are some things that you've done that have kind of been an inadvertently way of kind of getting clients in, but not exactly saying, call me, I'm a luxury realtor, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, never. Well, I shouldn't say never, but very rarely do you say, hey, reach out to me for your as your luxury specialist, right? Because everybody is a luxury specialist these days. Um, it's it's what we mentioned earlier. So a lot of home tours, also a lot of a lot of tips around real estate. People and don't shy away from um the bad things that people are thinking too. I think people try and soften the blow of, you know, a changing market or the market could possibly be going down or, you know, things are are sitting a little longer, inventory is a little longer or a little more. Don't shy away from those questions. Make sure that you're tackling those questions and being honest with the feedback that you're giving. I can't tell you how many realtors I've seen where I know the market they're in and I know what's happening and I see the stats and they say, is it a good time to um, you know, buy in, in this particular neighborhood? And they give all these reasons why it's a great time to buy in this particular neighborhood. And it's really not. And so you gotta make sure that you're being honest with your stats and people will appreciate that and they'll come to you when they're ready to um, when they're ready to buy or sell. And so it's a lot of tips. Um, you know, the, just the other day I did. Should you be closer to the water or farther away from the water in Naples, Florida? We just went through a hurricane, and it's on people's minds, right? They're thinking, "Oh my gosh, should I be buying on the water right now? What's what's going to happen there with the market?" And people are scared and all of that. So I gave a very detailed way of thinking about should you buy on the water or not buy on the water. Another one always is, hey, what's going on in our local market? I would give a local market update once a week, maybe once every other week, but give a local market update so people come to you as the expert in real estate. And when you're giving those local market updates, if you want to be in the luxury market, I highly recommend giving those market updates for luxury market. And so you can break those up and say, okay, here's, um, for example, one of the highest end areas in our area is Port Royal. Here's a Port Royal market update. Here's a, and I would do this on video as well as imagery if you can, but I would implement video as much as you possibly can. Here's a, um, here's a waterfront park shore market update because homes that sell on the water sell differently and I have a different market than homes that are not on the water. Um, So what about things like five questions to ask yourself before choosing a boat lift or nightmare things you have to think about before buying a house on the water, right? Because for that, if you, you're like really being inadvertent about it, but those are things that if someone wants to buy a house on the water really do need to think about. Sure. Go a step, step above and beyond and start focusing on, you know, staging or the aspects of the home. Like you said, a boat lift that go with that particular type of buyer golf courses, um, community updates as well. Uh, we, I give a lot of community updates. Here's my favorite. I just did a tour of downtown Naples. Here's my favorite restaurant. And here's why here's my, here's the Gulf shore playhouse. And here's what's playing this week. 
those types of updates people really love because if you're in a, especially if you're in a resort area, um, if you're in a desirable destination, people want to know what's going on in that community from all over because they may vacation there. Vacationers turn into buyers, buyers turn into sellers and the cycle continues on and on. So it, yes, very good point. It doesn't just have to be about the house itself. It could be about the boat lift or the garages. Another huge thing in luxury is garages, believe it or not. Um, there are people who come down here and buy homes for the garages, or they'll build a 10 car garage and add onto it. If it has room for a garage or, or what have you, does it have a lift? Do you have a boat lift? Just like you said. So um, think about what would a luxury buyer really want to plug into golf courses, um, boating, uh, the, the different things going on in the community, high-end restaurants, uh, charities. Charities are also a huge one that you should update people on what's going on, what kind of events, how much money did they raise? There's a lot of luxury buyers who are very philanthropic and they want to know that you're a part of those things. So getting into those circles is, is huge. And, and tennis, you know, think about sports, all, all of those different aspects play a huge role in you diving into the luxury market. And it really is relationships. You could, these days, as I'm sure you know, you can go search any market and there's a thousand agents claiming to be a luxury specialist or to be someone who really knows the luxury market. You have to know your stuff. You can't go out there and claim to be a, a luxury expert and not back it up with the right tax attorney, the right person behind you, the, the right um market data that you've researched. So make sure that you're building up your people that you can refer others to. I know nothing about tax law. I know nothing about it. I know a lot about the contracts, but if someone asks me a contract question, I'm referring to my people. Build up your arsenal, build up your knowledge, but also build up your team so that you know your stuff when someone actually responds to you. And if you impl implement these things, they will you can actually have a sale because the last thing I want for you is to have a good problem, which is a bunch of people saying, oh, like, tell me more. What about this? What about that? And you would just be a deer in headlights and not know. Mm, all right. Well, last question, because we are out of time. Tell people what you're doing about your pipeline. So we all know having a pipeline is really, really important. But what are the habits that you're doing to make sure your pipeline is full? Yeah, such a good question. Um, one thing I love to do every day is reach out to other agents in different markets. About mm, one to two times a month, because I reached out to them and connected with them, they have someone who's either moving here or looking into Florida or what have you that's not their market that they need help with. I think that's one of the number one things you can do to fill your pipeline that people miss because again, they think other agents are competition, not collaboration. Make yourself the forefront of being being another being that go-to agent for your market. Um, so that's number one. Number two is just touching base with your your um, your circle and touching base with your um, what's the word I'm looking for. Circle of influence, circle of influence every single day. So saying, you know, hey, 
I, I have a, a goal this month of um, selling three homes and I'm close to hitting that goal. If you ever know anybody that just wants a market update or report or anybody who is looking for that kind of information, please have them reach out to me. Give people updates. Like Grace said, don't just say, hey, I'm following up. Touch base with them maybe once a month, once every other week. Reach out to your circle of influence and give them updates of what's going on, what your goals are, how you can help them, all of those things. And then lastly, I, you know, I try to make as many networking events, as many things around town as I can, meet a ton of people, plug them into my social media, and then follow up with them on social media when I when I friend them, send them a message, and just make sure so that we create that connection and they're seeing my stuff. If you do those three things consistently especially if you think luxury and you start connecting with people in those circles, your business will start to change drastically and you'll be amazed at how many people are reaching out to you. Awesome. Well, tell listeners where they can find you, where they can follow you and where you're located so they can refer business to you. Appreciate that. Yes. Um, I'm in the Naples, Florida market and uh, my website is jessicahigdon.com and my uh, Instagram is at jessicahigdon99, but you can find me all over social media. Awesome. Well, you guys stay tuned. We've got another episode coming up in just a few. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a rating and a review so we can get this out to more agents. And tune in next week for another power-packed episode. This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast.